0: Hey, everybody. This is Dr. William Clark here for leisure Conversations. This is the show where we talk about leisure according to the world that to you. And uh, you know, at the end of the year, we started to have this conversation in, uh, in the podcast we were uploading to talk about how do we get and how do we transition from wanting to start a business, wanting to launch a project, wanting to launch a nonprofit, to actually doing it. For some of you, the businesses that you're involved in, the businesses that you want to see requires credit, requires financing, or some type of support to help you get from one point to the next. And I wanted to start a podcast series talking about successful strategies for launching a small business or a nonprofit, and I couldn't have this conversation without uh, a friend of mine coming on to help me come and have this conversation, and that is Herman Dolce. Uh, he oversees, he's the founder and CEO of Bella Sloan Enterprises, and I wanted to make sure we had this conversation to help you launch a business and get off the ground. Herman, what is going on, sir? How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. I really appreciate it. Um, I'd like to say hello to all your listeners for tuning in today. Awesome, man. Let's jump right into the show, bro. Excellent. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, nonprofit, not nonprofit. I want to talk about successful strategies for starting a small business. You know, you and I have been, you know, on uh, the journey that we're on right now, uh, working on um, a couple of strategies that made sense for me uh, in my business Mm -hmm. and doing it for the same for other people. So I wanted to kind of quickly just introduce you to the folks. Uh, and give you a chance to tell your your story. What's your small business story, and kind of what's what what should everybody know about you that makes sense uh, for what we can talk about tonight?
1: Okay, everybody. Hello. Thank you once again, Doctor, for having me um, on your podcast today. Um, the name of my company is Bella Sloan Enterprises. Um, I named it after my first child, Bella Sloan. And the, everyone always asks me where the idea come up came from, and um, how did I turn it into a business. Um, it actually um, came to fruition when I was on a baby moon with my wife and um, we were in Italy. And um, I remember like it was yesterday, we're on the train headed to Pisa and we spent two weeks in Italy. It was a really long time just hopping all over Italy. We we saw like six cities. And then while she was sleeping, I was like, man, I wish I can do this whenever I want and not have to ask for permission. And, it, it you know, you hear it all the time, but it clicked. And the only way that can happen is if you own your own. It's the only way that this can happen. So I was like, I got to figure something out when I get back um, to the States. So I was um, brainstorming with my brother. You know, I've been doing credit repair for many of my friends for free for literally 10 years because I just knew the knowledge and I've always done it. He's like, you start charging people. And I was like, charging people. And I never thought about it. And he was like, yeah, you should start charging people. Do your friends for free, post it on social media. And then, you know, down the rabbit hole, um, I went, um, and then I parlayed that into helping businesses get business credits, help fund their businesses and help them grow. Cause usually, um, uh, not having funds to grow your business is one of the major factors in, in business, businesses not expanding. And then years later, here we are. Um, you invited me to your wonderful show so I could tell my story to your listeners.
0: Man. So that's, that's interesting. Um, you know, sometimes people when, and this, I think is an interesting way to start the conversation. Sometimes people say Herman, uh, that, um, you should not start a business without charging something at first. Right. And (laughs) what you just said was, yeah, my brother gave me advice to figure out how to, how to get this business started. Ultimately, um, he said do it for free for family and friends. And you right. did it for for people who are trying to start a business, a nonprofit, a project that does have fees associated with it or expenses associated with it, but they don't know what to charge. They don't know if they should charge. What's your advice to them as they get started coming out of the gates in terms of setting up their their fee structure, et cetera?
1: Well, um, I think this can be universal. The advice I'm gonna give can be universal. To service industries, especially, or not even service, even if you're selling a product, um, getting it out there, like giving out samples. Big corporations do it all the time, they give out samples first, Um, it's part of their initial budget. Um, You know, showing people results in service businesses where you know, I'm showing people how to get business credit, I'm doing credit repair. And then you post those results and then you get feedback from people. Hey, this is really good. Really? Can I get you saying that on tape so I can post it to my social media? Hey, can you <laughs> send me a text message or an email so I can screenshot it? Um, whether it's a drink or whatever it is, free t-shirt samples. Um, I think that's how you get yourself out there before associating um, your um, the fee structure. And then in the midst of that process, you will find out, you know what, I think, I think I could charge it. I think I could get away with this, charging this much. Because if you set the price in the beginning too early, then you might be underselling yourself. Or if you sell it too high, then people are never going to come. But during that initial process of giving it out for free, doing test sample runs you can see what you can get away with it you can ask people like hey how much would you charge for this how much would you pay for this Man, this is really good i think i would pay i would i'll pay you the x amount for this and you get that type of feedback and it, i think it's more valuable to your company doing that strategy
0: initially so in in that in, in, you know in a leadership world we call that rapid prototyping and okay. the idea okay. behind that herman is based upon what you said listen You can spend years developing a plan, um, a strategy, uh, concepts, samples, Mm -hmm. and finally get to market. And it's like two or three years later. And then all of a sudden, you're excited in market, and then nobody buys your stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now Mm -hmm. you
0: wasted all that time trying to plan for something. And ultimately, it, it, you end up getting no results. And I think that larger businesses have learned um, that that type of strategy isn't necessarily the way to go because you waste so much money, you waste so many resources, you waste so much time. And I think for smaller businesses, it's essential to take that strategy on, like you said. But I, I will also kind of crouch it this way. We're in the startup um, age of, of American world history. Where right. startups start with whatever they got and throw it out there for feedback and response. And and they let the, the market, they let the customer dictate what's next. And if the customer says it stinks, we we tear it up, start all over again, and go back at it. We've wasted oh, right. what do you right? Do you right, right. Like, yeah. How do you respond to that?
1: I, I, I love that. I love that because um w- when you put the customer first and you get their feedback first man listen you're you're circumventing so many so many things so many things by just letting the customer drive um a lot of your thought process your marketing strategy um because at the end of the day you want to please the end user and if they're part of your initial um um process then you know it's ball game after that good old-fashioned focus groups. Remember those, little fashion remember. focus group, but just, but just doing it a little bit. Yeah. Just being a little bit more creative and doing just a little bit more different,
0: um, for the economy that we have right now. So how do you, how do you encourage the person that says I need to make money now? I need to charge money now when they have nothing to, they have no evidence to support moving at this pace. Like how do you, how do you respond to that person? You know, it's funny. Uh, I have a different
1: philosophy with that. And, um, uh, a mentor said this to me and I didn't understand it because the when you go into business, the point is to make money. But he taught me that don't chase the money. The money's gonna come. Make a good product. Mm. You know, refine the product, present a good product, you will find the market for it. So if you're presenting a good product, um, placing it very well, listening to initial focus, you're listening to initial feedback when you're giving it out for free um, they're going to, they're going to pay for it. Um, you know, I'll give you an example of everyone seeing the Facebook story, you know, advertisers wanted to get in on Facebook very early and put ads everywhere. And he was like, it's not ready yet. It's not time yet. Um, you know, but all the users the millions of users that was using it for free, you know, before they got all our data and then sold it, but they, he, he, it was, he was giving everyone a lot of, inf- a lot of tools to communicate. Um, with each other around the world before he opened the platform up to advertisers and etc. And it's the, the the model works over and over, guys. Don't don't break the the wheel. You know, let the consumer kind of. I know you have your vision on what your product is going to be, but you know the the end user is going to is going to consume it. So their feedback is important.
0: Man, and, and I would say, you know, if you don't believe Herman, you know, trust that research has gone into this. And I can tell you after spending, you know, four years uh, getting a doctor degree and spending um, a ton of money to study this stuff, research this stuff, this is what is being hmm. said. In theory and in practice, and ultimately, I would say to anybody watching, you know, you can read as many books as you want, you can listen to your relatives if you want to, you can listen to your best friend who has no job, no business, no nothing, or you can go out there and test the idea real time and see what the customer is saying. So, you know, Herman, this morning before as we were getting ready, I called you with the scenario, um, that I did not expect to call you about in terms of just what's happening in my neck of the woods, and um. I uh, launched a, a workshop that, by the time this, this uh, podcast airs, may have taken place already. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I decided, man, I'm going to do it, you know, for free, the first session. And I think the thinking behind this, Herman, and, and I want you to react to this, right? The thinking behind it was, while I live <clears throat> in the greater Hartford area, you know, I don't know what the customer knows, about hmm. what I'm getting ready to do or the product I have is not necessarily my product, but the subject matter of the product. I don't know what the customer knows. I know what hmm. my um, my industry at large knows, but there are so many people who want to break into the nonprofit industry. They don't know how or what to do, but I don't know what they, what they know or don't know. I don't know what they want. I know what I want as a professional, nonprofit professional. I know what I'm looking for. I uh, haven't been in this business for quite some time, and I you know, have a sense of what some of my colleagues want. Um, but t- talk to us some more about the, the, the value and the appropriate use of taste, uh, uh, case studies, test case, uh, free services that ultimately allow you to do what you do for free to get the kinks out of the product before you start selling and then upselling.
1: Man. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll attach what you just said toward my business. So when I first started, um, doing credit repair for, um, friends, right. Um, and fam- right, let's get outside the, the one level of the with friends and family. I got out to the next level where I got my first referral from one of my friends. And, um, what I would do is, uh, what I found that was more important is, I wanted to fix your credit. Your credit get better. you get a new credit card, you get a new car, you're wow and it's wonderful. What I started to realize is that I was spending a lot of time on the phone with clients explaining to them what credit is, how it works, how it's calculated, and actually what I did so by the time I started paying people for services, I was giving them more value because I wasn't just preparing their credit, I was doing a free credit analysis where I would actually do a video where their, um, their credit report will be on my screen and I will explain to them what's on their credit report. And I would do this for free. And I'll tell them, well, this is the good, this is the bad, this is the ugly. Here's how your credit is calculated. Here's what's going on. And here's what I can do. And here's what you need to do. And here's what you need to do. So you don't ever have to come back to me again. In addition to that, Once I'm done writing the letters, I used to do this before, but then it got a a little too much to do. I would actually send them the letters that I was sending out to the um, credit repair agency so they could actually see the work that I'm doing and understand it. Bringing value to the client um, that way and adding the video and all that stuff. So no matter what I sold to them um, or the price I gave to them, they saw like, oh, wow, this guy is definitely over delivering because he's giving me so much content. Even in the beginning when it's just free, because they had the option of not signing up for the service. But because I gave them the video, I gave them a report, I gave them sample letters of how I'm going to do what I'm going to do. They were definitely overwhelmed. They were like, wow, wow, this is a lot. I see what you're doing. You're clearly a professional. You know what you're doing. Where do I sign?
0: That makes sense. By the time you and I got connected, I mean, we, we were friends before this, but uh, mm-hmm. by the time I was aware of the services you were providing, you had already transitioned to explainer videos. Right. Um, yeah. The explainer video, I'm going to go out on a limb and, and assume the explainer video was intended to manage and maximize your time, right?
1: Absolutely. That worked. Yes. Yes. It was twofold because what it did was when people called me, um, for services near more than 60% of their questions were already answered. Cause they've been following me, cause it's always the same thing when they call me, Hey, um, is this Bellasone enterprises? Yeah. I've been following you for a while, or I just saw your video or my cousin just tagged me in a video. So their questions were answered, right? <laughs> so it w- was an easier close. It was an easier sell because they, you know, on the internet, if you post something, everybody's an expert. So I was already seen as a quote unquote expert. So I knew what I was talking about, so they were more comfortable. And it was, you know, some fluffer questions. Yeah, well, what about this? Great, where do I sign up? Again, <laughs> give the consumer value, so when they finally come
0: to you, it's an easy hook. So you said something, man, that that, that I'm sure it bugs the bejesus out of every business, small business owner that's out there. And you said, people call you and said, I've been following you for a while. Man, listen, you know I've been in the business for seven months. You know I need this... <laughs> I need <laughs> Cash at me that like why are you wasting time I, like how how do people overcome you know the reality of knowing that people are tracking their movements for weeks months almost years before they buy a product it's
1: it's unbelievable like I listen more than sixty percent of my phone calls people say that hey I've been I've been following you for a while now when they say that to me it's it it, it blows my mind because. I'm like, really? You have like I, I got it, and I really check my followers situation. And um, on Instagram, you when you turn it into a business page, you can actually check how many. Because when P- even though people don't like the video, Instagram will tell you how many who saw it. So yeah. when I turned that feature on, Instagram showed me a thousand people saw the video, and it blew blew my mind. I was like, oh wow! But like thirteen people liked it. But you know, you know that that told me I was like, okay, so people are really watching the content. It's a, it's important for me to continue. To give them content, to show them value, and um, it'll 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 come back. Because what else happens is, once people land on your page, they start to scroll down, they do some research on you, they they see where you're, you know, what you've been doing, et cetera, et cetera. So I always tell people, listen, don't be afraid to continue to post. Um, your engagement will go up once you know people land on you. They will go back to the original stuff
0: that you yeah. posted so keep doing it history matters you know what it is it's a resume your social mm-hmm. media is a yes resume. yeah it's your a resume Absolutely, is a resume i mean it's one thing to to kind of talk about it from you know from the perspective of trying to get a job but even from having a small business it's a resume I, let me ask one more question about the explainer videos like i know mm-hmm. it, it was designed to save time make you know uh, more efficient use of your time but do you mm-hmm. find that they've helped or do you see customers still asking some of the same redundant questions even after you put out that video a million times over?
1: It is. Yes, it's um, it's it's twofold. Both things do happen. Um, but I always tell um, entrepreneurs, imagine if you didn't do the explainer video. So then the majority of your phone calls will be questions. So once I started doing the explainer videos. Um, you know, it, it dropped by like 60% where people will call me and hold me on the phone and I'm trying to upsell them or trying to even get them in the door. So, um, it, it, it definitely helps, um, in educating your clients, um, before they even call you. Um, it, it also helps in setting expectations of who you are, um, as an entrepreneur and what your business offers, because not every customer is for me. I always tell people that I don't take on every customer because you could already see sometimes that that relationship might not work so well because the customer might be very needy or, you know, they'll call you seven times a week. Like me, credit repair is a monthly process. Once the letters go out, we wait for them to come back. I'm telling you, some people call me two, three times a week. Any updates? No. 30 to 45 days. That's what the law says. So um, having that information put out already on whatever platform you're using, whether it's literature, video, text, having your educating your your clientele about that already when they come to you, expectations have been already set, and it makes your process a lot easier um, when working with these potential clients.
0: Man, um, so true. Uh, pre-education, and I think that for people, um, depending on the business that you have, pre-education can mean a bunch of stuff. And I've heard you obviously the explainer video helps. Um, uh, explain that, but I, I'm going to share with uh, our audience that uh, pre education can come in the form of just general content blogs, videos, uh, you know, one minute videos, uh, uh, podcasts such as the ones mm-hmm. we're, we're doing now, which will go on mm-hmm. my page, your page, and wherever else this goes, um, mm-hmm. tweeting, uh, posting. Uh, sharing uh, testimonials, those things help explain the process. You know, I'll I'll go back a couple of years when I started in real estate um, and I've shared the story often, you know, I lost my business, uh, but I, you know, was fortunate to relaunch it. And when I relaunched it the second time over, I was listening to a podcast by a guy by the name of Sean Terry, who uh, introduced at least to me, the concept of wholesaling. So I, I don't know if I ever told you the story, but that's how I knew about wholesaling. And mm-hmm. at that time in 2011, 2012, had about 100 posts, you know, and podcasting. He doesn't mm-hmm. podcast as much. He does long form videos now. But this is, and this was right before he started charging for content. So 100, 100 podcasts in, plus before he started charging for content, had a free book, and I consumed it all. You know, I went from beginning to end and it was that constant repetition of you got to do this, do this to get that. You got to do this, do this to get that. And ultimately mm. it led to me, you know, getting the guts to follow his direction and mm-hmm. to do what he uh, said that we need to do to get into wholesaling. And uh, I think that if you're a, s- a small business owner, the education process has to be a part of your investment, has to be a part of your process. You got to love your business. You got to love your customers enough to educate them. You know, Herman, when we were talking this morning uh, about the, the course that I'm going to be doing, um, my initial thought when I posted it yesterday you know, was to just do it. And, and for whoever shows up, even if it's me in the chairs or me and one person, I'm mm-hmm. teaching this class right. and I'm, I'm going to record this class. class and I'm going to record it. I'm going to post it. I'm going to sell it. And uh, it's going to get somebody going to get it some way, somehow there has to be value in the teaching or in the instruction process. Uh, you know, how do you respond to, to to that call to teach your customers, to educate your customers as a part of what you do? It's actually part of my passion
1: when it comes in regards to, um, what I do with, um, credit repair business credit, and to some extent, um, uh, real estate investment, because, um, the fundamental component of my business is that we all are going to win mm-hmm. and me giving you the tools so that we all can win is crucial, um, to how my business operates. So when my clients feel that I am or I'm going to say I, when they feel that Bella Sloan is invested in their success, it's important. For example, the point of getting good credit is to get a house, is to get um, you know more material things, right? But then when I introduce the business credit component, where I'm giving clients 20, 30, $40,000 to capital 0% interest, all right, what am I supposed to do with this? Aha. Well, that's where the education component comes from if you follow me on social media or watch my videos hey you can invest in real estate hey you can invest in um, online advertising to boost your sales hey you can buy this for a dollar sell it on Amazon for three um, so now that you've been pre-educated you're like oh you can do that yeah well I don't have any money well I just showed you how to get money well how do I get that money well you got to get your credit fixed well, Herman well I'm coming to you because I've educated <laughs> on so many components well I we all can start a business everybody can start a business bro you got to get your, my strategy is getting your credit fixed so I can get you the business credit so you can buy stuff to sell stuff. So, um, by giving them that information and showing them value again, we're talking about them, giving them value in the beginning, then they, you know, they'll follow my, the the process all the way through. Cause there's people that used to just come to me for one thing, but now that they're in the funnel, they're, Hey Herman, can you fix my credit? And in six to seven months, um, can I get some business credit? And then can you show me where you go to um, yes, I can I can introduce you to some my network on, um, hey, this person does real estate, this person does podcasts, this person does wholesaling. You can connect with them now that you have the resources and the tools.
0: Facts. Herman, we got to have you back in the next show, man. You got to come back and, and talk to us some more. Can you do that? I would love to. I would love to. Thank you, sir.